what what that proved to me is that he had no clue how to go against these guys. He had no clue how because these guys had outsmarted him, outwitted him in in in, in their own game, right? Because at the end of the day, Chuck, the reformed Champions League also is guaranteeing spots for elite clubs, right? Yeah. But that is not something we're going to focus on now. That is not something Sefren is going to focus on now because while he was implementing that, the guys from the Super League were like, we're going to we're gonna do you one better. We're going to make it a whole league of that reform. I've been here many times before and I've never been defeated and still... I will never be defeated. It's Jay. And this is Chuck. What's up, everyone? This is Jay from the Two Upfront podcast, where we look at the weekend sporting action and other narratives around the sporting arena that may have gone under the radar. And what has been a slow week, a very slow week, when it comes to the news in sports. Haha. <laughs> I welcome you to another episode of Two Up Front and I greet all of you in every single one of you have been ratioed by a bunch of old white men. What's up, Chuck? What's up, Jay? Um, what's up to all the listeners? And I mean if we had the copyright to the song, I'd be playing it live, but you just have to settle for the vocals that I'm going to give. Please don't sing. Because I'm, I'm imagining this is Please happening. Please don't sing on this podcast right now. I'm imagining this is happening in Alexander Seferin's head, or rather, in, in the halls of, of UEFA Mangan. Woke up this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you got yourself a gun, because there are snakes everywhere. You have to watch your back. It's like Captain America Winter Soldier, like, Shield has been infiltrated by Hydra. That's crazy. So it hasn't been a slow... Newsweek. No. <laughs> <laughs> you mean to tell me there is there is something for us to talk about? There's man, the world is upside down. If the term is elephant in the room, this is <laughs> this is the entire Milky Way galaxy in the room. So, Chuck, yeah, yeah, European Super League, European Super League thoughts. Um, <laughs> I mean, number one. I just like how they presented it on some boom. It's happening. We're doing it. We've resigned. Here it is. Accept it. Eat it. Have it. It's like, wait, wait, wait. hold on, hold on. Because you ask the managers, Abbas. You ask the players, Abbas. No one knows. I mean, Perez, Florentino Perez has a speech. Now he doesn't sound like he knows what is he presenting to us because he's giving us these thumb-sucked facts and ideas about the Super League. First and foremost, is massive. Like, I don't think they even know what they're presenting to us because... It's, it's a seismic shift in football. I mean, it's worrying for like the state of football. It's amazing for journalists and podcasters and people who just want to talk and comment and react. But it's crazy. That's that's my one word reaction. It's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> so I was I was uncharacteristically I was I was surprised with my own reaction. Um, I didn't have an emotional reaction to begin with. One, to begin with, um, we find out these news. I found out these news when I woke up because as they do, they made this announcement in the middle of the night. Over in Europe, it was what, about quarter to 11. Um, on our side, it was about midnight. And so by the time I, I saw the headline, it was seven, eight hours old, you know? Mm. And then I saw the reactions from fans. 
I was looking at the reactions from fans and everyone across the board had a similar reaction that this is the end of football as we have seen with some of the banners that were were, were presented by Liverpool fans saying rest in peace to the beautiful game and all around the reactions were negative to what had been announced by Perez and friends right mm-hmm. and I was curious um, I was curious about the reactions particularly from fans outside of Europe because we all saw the the rounds that were given by Gary Neville impassioned as they were and one of the things that stood out to me from what Gary was saying and what since we've heard from Jamie Carragher and Ian Wright and the likes was that this move was serving to dismantle a hundred plus years of English football and the history of of the game in the country and that was one reaction and that's a local reaction um in relation to the fact that it 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 would affect the premier league and the premier league is still the english top division and so their they their comments and their reactions were very much based around their own feelings as well as 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 english fans of the english game and then that was echoed by fans over here in South Africa in the continent um in the wider the wider global audience who are fans of the EPL of the Champions League and of other leagues in Europe right mm-hmm. and my, my 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 curiosity was born from the fact that why is it that ever and I suppose I'm actually going to throw this question to you why was that the reaction of everyone else outside of Europe and I'll come back with my other thoughts when you say for example as i'm sitting across you that it it it's it's a terrible thing for football you say that because uh first and foremost before i answer that i i, I need to, i need to give like the build up to how this thing happened as as far as how sifron is telling it to us on 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 the thursday or the friday everything is good okumano woodward okumano agnelli everything is good woodward is like no I, I'm supporting you with the new Champions League thingy. I just have concerns about fin- financial play. Everything is good. Rosie speaks to Agnelli, who, by the way, Oseferin is the godfather to Agnelli's do- uh, child. Um, so they have more than a uh, professional relationship. Uh, he speaks to Agnelli. Agnelli's like, no, nah, I'm backing you. I'm cool. I'm cool. Uh, hold on. Let me let me call you in an hour. Uh, in an hour's time, Agnelli doesn't call. Um, <laughs> Seferin tries to call him back. Agnelli ghosted him. Phone dead, radio radio silence, nothing. Following day, boom, Super League. Imagine getting that news, Jay. What though? tell me, let's call my phone in, and you've yeah. been lying this whole time. But anyway, to answer your question, Jay, I think we've we've we've, we've forged our ways into into these uh, footballing families. We've taken the clubs as our own, regardless of of, of not having that tie to them one physical location and two having been a part of, of the fabric of that particular community which that club is from mm-hmm. i mean like for instance you see highlands cosmos we like to have a team but we're not really a part of those teams they're not really part of this community so they come and go and mm, you don't feel that much you know as opposed to a team that's been there for as long as you've been alive and you've gone to stadium for the rest of your life for, for all of your life and all of a sudden, either you're you're a supporter of, of a team that's gone to the Super League, or you're a supporter of a team that's that's going to be in a, in a league that's about to collapse because all the other big six have gone. So I think we 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 have 
put ourselves i mean we we buy the shirts we watch we watch uh the games we 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 subscribe we do all these things so we we're a part of it we, we feel that like we're part of the fabric so we'll react in like manner as if we were english so i think that's that's why we have the reactions we have so i was curious to be very honest with you chuck yeah i was curious to see this come to light i was curious to see the super league actually having the games stated as to when they're going to play having the fixture list and the dates confirmed and actually seeing these teams step out onto the pitch and the reason i was curious is because i wanted i wanted to a part of me a part of me wanted to see what is this so how is this going to actually pan out because the only constant in life is change, says a Greek philosopher, right? And I so happen to have been, I'm going to nerd out for a little bit. I happen to have been watching a YouTube presentation um, where this particular gentleman narrates the story of the Infinity Gauntlet, um, the original story from which Infinity War and Endgame, the movies of the MCU, are adapted from, right? Yeah. As in the movies, um, Thanos has has acquired the Infinity Gauntlet and he's 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 put together all the stones and he has all this power. But where it differs from the movie is that the characters in 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 the comic have have an have an issue with what um, Thanos has done because he has acquired omnipotence. And what we don't see in the movie, what we see in the, in the comic is that you have these cosmic forces. And one of the cosmic forces that enters into the fray is the personification of the universe, which is eternity. And what eternity does, eternity calls on the, the, the judge of all things, which is called... The living tribunal. The living tribunal, right? Yeah. And what eternity says is that Thanos has no right to do this he cannot usurp every 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 power or hierarchy that has been established and what the, and and he wants thanos to be to be charged with a crime what the living tribunal says is that as per your nature this is not a crime because what how 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 this works is that the fittest survive if thanos proves himself to be worthy of usurping you as the creme de la creme at the very top of the the table of existence then so be it right and this is what i was thinking about that if this is going to come to light if the super league is going to happen it's 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 natural order it's natural order that they have thrown down the gauntlet to uefa and if uefa can respond they will respond if they cannot they will not right and what 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 was what was said by Perez in his interview, which was correct, is that UEFA are a monopoly, and they are a monopoly. FIFA are a monopoly because if you if your club, for example, decides that they do not want they do not want to play in in a UEFA or FIFA sanctioned tournament, there is no alternative. And whatever, in, also in terms of the money that you make and 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 what you are able to do in the game is restricted by your affiliation to the mother board to the to the mother governing body which is uefa and this is what these clubs and, and by the voice of prayers um had come to a decision that they do not want to be controlled 
by UEFA. They want they want their own competitions. They want to be able to control their own fate. They want to be able to control their own purse. And they want to be able to maximize how much that they can get based on their clout, based on how 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 they value or evaluate their clubs, right? Mm-hmm. Because clearly they've come to a point where they think their clubs are bigger than what they are presenting as as at the moment and should get not even a bigger piece of the pie. They should be getting all the pies. Mm-hmm. And I was on board with Perez saying this until I realized that he is he is he is he's he's arguing against a monopoly while advocating for one himself. And that's where he lost me. And he also lost me when he starts speaking about the fact that 16 to 24 year olds have have lost an interest in football and they think that football is too long. When has anyone ever complained that my goodness, (laughs) this game is dragging? I'd like to watch only 60 minutes of, of football. And he, 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 he then also presents himself as a, a messianic figure and he speaks about saving the game. Trust me, Chuck, I've been doing this since 2000, he says. Chuck, we have, we have, been, we have been recording this, this podcast for almost three years now, mm-hmm. I think, almost three years. And before that, we've been watching the game. The game needed saving. No, not when at did all. The, when, when, what has happened where the game needed saving? And for me, Perez lost me because he did not say it with his chest. He was duplicitous and he really did come across as a snake because my guy, we all recognize that it's a money grab, right? I mean, one of... Yeah, one of, ever. Exactly. One of the executives, um, one of the actually English board members of one of these clubs, he was quoted as saying that our job is to maximize, maximize our revenues. The wider good of the game is a secondary concern. The clubs don't care about the backlash on opinions of fans. That man said it with his chest. Even and, and, and even him, not quite, because he was anonymous, right? Yeah. Because we all recognize it's a money grab. Yeah. And we haven't led with that because we've we've said that in a previous episode that if this comes to light, it's a money grab. It's greed. It's about finances. It's about revenue. Perez said that, but he said that and, and he cloaked it in other things which are, are rooted in the soul of the game. Which, whereas, in fact, this is not what you're doing. So while I was curious... He lost me, as I say. He lost me when he introduced other factors which are which which have nothing to do with why they have taken the decision that they've taken to to birth this new Super League. So I feel the rest of Europe is feeling how we were feeling when suddenly out of the blue of Elamaki entry got to a Kony Itol. And we're like, What? When? Who? Why? No, deals were signed, these things cost billions and whatever, whatever, you guys just need to comply by the tags. And we were like Hold on, like, who did you consult? And it's, it's, it's the very same secrecy, Uti. If you guys were to bring the issue to light, then we can maybe discuss it and then see what are the possible solutions. And maybe if you still want to go ahead with the one that you are so uh, uh, so powerful, powerfully uh, voicing for, it's fine, but you put it to light. But later in the Super League, no one knew about it. There, there was rumors of Super League. And boom, Super League is here. And now we are better now. Their reasoning is not, it's not even, the mind shallow. It's, it's like, it doesn't make sense, because what Perez says in his speech here is that uh, Real Madrid and Real Madrid alone, alone uh, lost four hundred million, and if we then get the pie, it's better for for football. Like no, hold on, you were telling us that you lost four hundred million, 
And in, in the very same paragraph, you're telling us that if it would be, be good if you then find yourself in a cushy position where you can guarantee yourself to get out of that debt, it would be good for football. How is that good for football and not good for Real Madrid? I mean, if you, if you look at that in contrast, Jay, 400 million is a lot of money. Like, regardless of whether you're a billionaire or not, 400 million is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. But when you look at, um, let's talk about things that people are familiar about, League One uh, Championship and, 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 and the first division, yeah, 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 yeah that's England. If you take 400 million, how many clubs are you funding to operate for how many seasons? And you're just talking about one club, one entity. And that's the reason why, you, why you're going to create a Super League, because it's just one club suffering, according to you. I mean, everyone got hit by Corona. It's not just Real Madrid. There are clubs who are relying solely or mainly on ticket, tickets uh, coming, coming through the gate. Yeah, the gate takings. They don't have any broadcast money that's coming, <clears throat> coming to them. So when Paris has been hit, and sure they've been hit hard, there are other clubs who've been hit even harder. They're not forming a breakaway League One. That's up. That's the issue when he says he wants to say football. Yeah. Because if you take if you take um, if you take Real Madrid and Barcelona and Atletico Madrid away from La Liga, what remains? Because in the Premier League as well, they they needed to get permission from the Premier League to actually enter this competition. Mm-hmm. And the Premier League stated very clearly that they will not grant that permission, which means what was going to happen is that they were going to break away. Yeah. They were not going to be part of the Premier League anymore. And if then the Premier League remains where, and it it's so arrogant because their plan was these games are going to be played midweek, right? Mm. And then on the weekends you are still going to have your lo- pl- be playing in your local league, even though the local leagues they knew exactly as you say, these guys were having conversations the day before mm. with people in UEFA. These guys were part of, they were part of the executive. At UEFA, they were part of, of 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 the UEFA club association, with the the Juventus chairman being the chairman of the club association, representing the interests of of the clubs at UEFA, and they knew for a fact that well, if you are going up against UEFA, as Paris called them a monopoly that he won he wants to topple, there is no way that then the other bodies, the other FAs who are affiliated to UEFA are going to support this. And if they're not going to support this, as I'm saying, then you're going to break away, which is what they were ready to do. They were, they absolutely knew that whatever backlash that we're going to get, we are going through with this come what may. And so if then there is an English Premier League, which doesn't have the big six, and why are you watching the league? Who's watching the league? Does that not destroy the game? And then as I'm saying... This man, he comes out and he says he's saving the game. Perez, by the way, yeah. he's he's such an interesting character. Perez comes comes into he comes into the game, right? He becomes the president of Real Madrid in the year two thousand. Mm-hmm. This is after Real, the 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 presiding president at the time had overseen two Champions League triumphs by Real Madrid in the space of three years. You would think to yourself, there is no way you can usurp that man. Perez comes through and he makes a promise to 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 the to the Real Madrid fans and to to the board who's supposed to elect him that he is going to sign Luis Figo from Barcelona something that has never happened they 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 go with that promise which is why I also felt that this man actually has the ability to pull this off they go with that promise that this is what he's going to deliver he becomes the president and he delivers on Luis Figo he delivers after that on Zinedine Zidane on Ronaldo on David Beckham and that that that, that hails the era of the Galacticos right he comes into Real Madrid Real Madrid are in debt at the time he saw he, he he enters into an agreement with 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 the local municipality to sell off the the training grounds which was also investigated that it's 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 state 
um, involvement with with the club, and he sells off the training the training facilities at a higher fee than what they were. He wipes off the debts, as I'm saying, he, he which he is what he uses to fund the Galacticos, and he markets Real Madrid, where then Real Madrid become the biggest club in the world. Mm-hmm. He steps away in 2006 and he says Real Madrid need to go in a different direction. Comes back three years later because he's not satisfied with what is happening. And then he goes, he gets Kaka, he gets Ronaldo, he, get, he, he gets um, Chabi Alonso. And then at the end of the 10-year period spanning from 2010 to uh, up until now, he has delivered four European championships. And so now, most recently, he actually ran again for the presidency of Real Madrid, unopposed. Mm-hmm. So Real Madrid, he, he doesn't own Real Madrid, but effectively he does. And this is the man who was, who was, who was championing this the super league and he was supported by americans uh and i say americans because that is descriptive of the mindset that is involved with the guys who run liverpool the guy the guy who runs arsenal the guy who runs the family who runs manchester united all americans all the the poster children of capitalism and of course when they got together in a room and they started speaking about this and th- speaking about a money grab, they were always going to do this. Um, you know what's funny as well, and I think maybe he might deliver again to Paris because Paris said when he presented the offer to John Laporte, you know, it was Bartomeu. Because Bartomeu, remember Bartomeu before he le- left, he, he, he said yeah. the words like, We've signed Super League, it's going to happen. And no one believed him because, well, you're going out, you've messed up the whole messy thing, and your name is tarnished, yada, yada, yada. And now we said, Well, it wasn't too hard to convince Laporte because already they're in debt. And I mean, Jay, here's it. What, 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 what is also frustrating and irritating about this thing is that the pandemic hit everyone. Fine, I get that. No one planned for it. No one knew it was going to happen. But Barcelona and Real Madrid are where they are, like, numbers-wise, numerically, in debt because of their own bad dealings. I mean, okay, fine, the, 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 the Dembele experiment didn't work. Oh, let's get a Coutinho. Oh, that Coutinho didn't work. Let's get a Griezmann. You guys are just signing people for ridiculous amounts of money. And remember, you guys started the whole thing by pricing them at $225 million, And that just set football into a catastrophic trajectory that was always going to bomb out. They broke the football economy. They did. And I mean, it was always said at some point, football is going to come crashing down because these numbers are not, are not maintainable. I mean, if you look at what salaries uh, footballers are earning now, what, how much players are priced right now, at some point, it was going to crash and fall, but no one expected it to take this particular direction because they were thinking it was going to implode rather than people break away and say, well, we're starting our own thing because we can still be sustainable and earn our own money doing this doing this, this way. Um, so, man, it, it, Austin Wenger called it, I think, in 2009, 2010, when it's like there yeah. are going to be greedy guys who are going to want exclusivity and do their own thing. And here we are. And, I mean, number one, I mean, if I were to throw my thoughts on it, Super League is not good. I mean, on, on the face of it, Fine. Let's 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 try present it, or rather give it, make a case for it uh, as as to something that's appealing as they would give it to us. Maybe it's like the NBA, but the NBA, Jay, the regular season, it's, it's whatever until you get to the, to the championship, to the playoffs. Because I, I saw what one of the teams that won their fortieth game of the season. I'm like forty games. Who's playing forty games? <laughs> you know what I mean? No one cares at this point. When they get to the, to the playoffs, then we, we are, our eyes and our, our eyes are intent, and we are focused and we want to see what you, actually what's going on in the game. Look at the IPL. IPL is in a different setting altogether. That's England super. That's that's India with cricket superstars in a cricket mad country. It's never gonna bomb. You get the creme de la creme there. They're gonna play. Everyone's happy, and I think, well, not everyone, but I mean, 
as a model, it works. But if you're telling us what the Real Madrid is going to play Barcelona, and then they're going to play Real um, Manchester United, and then they're going to play Arsenal, and then they're going to play AC Milan, it'll be fun for the first year. And afterwards, as sooner or later, Arsenal, AC Milan, or Man United, whoever, will be the West Brom of the league. They will be that league regardless of the name. And it'll be, it'll be what happened to Leeds. Leeds was a former great. It just happened to build their, their name back up. It's gonna, Newcastle was a former great, right? Yeah. But if they're in the Super League and they're getting hammered season in, season out, because end of the day, Jay, if, if, if so much is on the line, if, if UEFA and, and FIFA does get to execute what they're saying in terms of banning players from national teams and inclusions in the league, would you as a player say, well, I want to play for Man United? Because the price is, 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 is a lot to pay. Yes, you get your pockets will be lined, but that means no World Cup for you, no Euro, no CAF, or whatever it is that you want to represent, whatever country. By you're the from. way, what do you make of of, of that? When Seferin st- spoke about banning players who play in this league from from the Euros and the World Cup, what did you think about that? I thought, well, it's a harsh harsh statement, and then I I, I stopped in my tracks and I'm like, hold on, what do you mean? Because where are they supposed to go? What are they supposed to do? But okay, United. So say I'm going to play for Joma Cosmos. Like, what do you do as a player? You're contracted there. You're supposed to perform according to what the club is signing to do for the duration of your contract. So if they're telling me, it's, it's like saying, uh, uh, um, and a particular piece of land, otherwise uh, uh, we're going to ban you. Like, well, my boss said I should dig here. I'm not going to stop until the bosses I shouldn't, you know? What should, should I quit? <laughs> and then not get money. I mean, it, it doesn't make sense. I think it's another thing where the, the wrong people are bearing the brunt of this thing. And I, I think, Jay, it, this also exposes a bit of what UEFA and FIFA are. Because FIFA and UEFA are dirty. Let's not forget they that. Are. They are. Those are the last are people dirty. I want to hear from. That's, that's why, they, that's why it's, it's easy for Severin to say, well, we're going to blame the players. For what? Did, 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 did Rashford... And and, and, and and Pulisic signed which we're, we're going to Super League. It was not them. You know what I mean? So why in, in, involve the players? You get the players on the mic, so what do you guys know about Super League? Now, we don't know much, but we don't like it. So yeah. why are you going to blame them? Why should they pay the brunt where you know which it was Ed Woodward? <laughs> that's the snake that, that bit you. You know it was Adnelli. That's, that's, the, that's the snake that bit you. And because they're all dirty, and I think... To an extent, yeah, I don't think they're going to out each other the way they're supposed to because it's all politics. If I'm doing an ANC, if such and such is dirty, I'll write on him, but I won't tell you everything because if I tell you about case number X, I'll tell you about case number B. That'll expose me as well. So to save my tail, I won't say this. And I have to say this because now it's in the public eye because if I keep quiet, then I'm going to be accounted as to being part of the, uh, of the whole controversy. So everyone is dirty, Jay. I mean, if, if we even consider the, the, the more the more holier option, the more righteous option, which was the expansion of the Champions League and the Europa League. That was also more games. That was more taxing for players, but it was gates. It was, it was broadcast money. It was more money for UEFA, more money for FIFA. And did they consult the players? No. It's just what's the money. The, the Super League is just it's, it's on another level. Yeah, I didn't want to hear from UEFA. Hey? I didn't want to hear from Seferin. I didn't even know, actually. I'll admit this to you. I didn't even know who the president of UEFA was until the last couple of days, or rather what his name was. I agree because I know it's Platini stepped down and who took over. And who's, who's the guy who's running the show? Now I know, it's Seferin. I've never, I haven't heard of I haven't heard of Seferin, I haven't heard from Seferin when we have been calling for reforms against racism and for, for the clamping down of, 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 of those incidents that keep occurring. But when, as, 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 um, 
the lead striker, Bamford, as Bamford so beautifully put it, that the opera has come out. Suddenly, when you hit people where it hurts, when you affect their pockets now, they have voices, they've got things to say. Because Seferin came out vociferously saying, ban everyone now. He was giving guarantees. The players are not going to be playing in the World Cup and in and, and UEFA competitions, that there will be sanctions that are leveled against them in, in, in their own local leagues. And with, the, with these comments surrounding the players, and when I say I don't want to hear from him, because one, he's going for the low-hanging fruit when he's attacking the players. Because ultimately, what, what that proved to me is that he had no clue how to go against these guys. He had no clue how, because these guys had outsmarted him, outwitted him in, 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 in their own game, right? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, Chuck, the reformed Champions League also is guaranteeing spots for elite clubs. Right, yeah. but that is not something we're going to focus on now. That is not something Seferin is going to focus on now because while he was implementing that, the guys from the Super League were like, "We're gonna, we, we're gonna do you one better. We're gonna make it a whole league <laughs> of that reform." Yeah, and the the other issue for me is the fact that why why are you going for the players? What are the players supposed to do? Because you are actually urging them to 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 actually band together and so that they can go to their ownership and say. Um, we are not we are not in for this Super League because we want to play in the World Cup because the president of UEFA has said this, that and the other and because we we have interest to play for our national teams and to maybe one day win a World Cup, we are not on board for this. So he's also acting like a puppet master, master because he was manipulating the emotions of the players. Mm. Has he ever met with the players? And for me... And something that I've actually pointed out before and something that I'll say again, the thing that football doesn't have with regards to the players is a strong union. Because for me, what two things were always going to stop this league. The players mm-hmm. refusing to play because they are also ultimately fans of the game and mm-hmm. they, they, they can empathize with what the fans are saying. And secondly, the fans themselves. And with regards to the fans... When I saw what was happening in the in the in the Liverpool prior to the Liverpool Leeds game yesterday, and I saw the images coming from Anfield with the Liverpool fans, I thought to myself, "You have gone for the wrong crowd. Yeah. the The English crowd are infamous in 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 in, in times past of the hooliganism, mm-hmm. and that is something that they have done a great job of actually um, sifting out of their game. But if you push the right buttons." you are going to get those guys in 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 full form and this is what was going to happen because and and to see to see to see how Perez and his and his cronies are are using like mafia tactics because of the of 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 the pandemic they thought to themselves we're not going to have riots <laughs> because people are actually not perfect timing yeah it's a perfect timing and you can see you can see how it's turning over in their brains right but at some point, the pandemic is going to pass. At some point, these games were going to have to be played. And they were going to be played in stadiums. You're not going to go play these games over in Asia or here in Africa somewhere or in the United States. You're going to have to play these games in those home stadiums. And you're going to have to face those fans right there who will be representatives of the wider fan base like all, all over the world. And it was not going to be fun. And yeah. as soon as the, those protests are because the, the way that you topple a imperialism is through revolution and revolution is 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 made powerful revolution is successful when you have people banding together and that is what these fans actually came 
to do. And as we have recently heard by the recording of this podcast, there have been changes. Uh, people have been stepping down. People are having second thoughts. Man, I don't know why it took Ed, Ed, Ed Woodward so long to resign. Ed Woodward is gone, Chuck. Uh, <laughs> Ed Woodward is gone. Yeah, I want to say yippee, but I mean, the circumstances, man, because I was no Sancho manager, but he was like, nah, too expensive. As I thought he's planning a Super League. I mean, Jay, in my mind, I'm thinking now, alluding to now the Marvel Universe, and I'm thinking to myself, what does a compromise look like from both sides? Because they've, they've broken the fabric of time. There's now an alternate, uh, alternative timeline. I mean, h- how do we then proceed as, uh, and wipe things under the rug as if not- nothing happened? Surely we can't. There has to be some change. And I, I don't know what that change will look like because Perez says well, the contracts are binding. No one is leaving. He, he, that's, that's him drawing a line in the sand. Separate is like people are going to be banned. Heads will roll. We're going to take legal action. So one way or another, corners of creature, right? But the thing is, we, we, it won't be a, well, see, UEFA 1, go back to, to go back to your Premier League and your Serie A, let's continue playing. It won't be like that. Because all the other teams now know that, oh, you guys, as soon as you get the opportunity, you're willing to do your own thing. And, and it won't be on some, ah, see, so, the Super League 1, so we're doing our league. Then the question is, what do the other teams do in the meantime? The other question I also have is then, right now, I haven't heard from any of the broadcasters, but who, who's, who's signed to agree to say, I'm going to broadcast these games? Sky has put out a statement saying, okay, they wouldn't do it. Yeah, we're not going to do it. But I mean, I don't believe Sky. <laughs> you know what I mean? If the, if the price is right, and, and if it's. Because what right, are you going to do? Because here's the thing, right, Chuck? Um, in referencing back to the only, con- the only thing that's constant is change. Mm. When, I, when I got into rugby, right, I remember in the year 2000, in primary school, I come across Western Province winning the Curry Cup. And then Western Province defend the Curry Cup in 2001. I'm like, okay, this is my team. And very quickly, I find out that the rivals to Western Province are the Blue Bulls. Mm-hmm. And the Blue Bulls go on to win the next three Curry Cups in a row. So I remember actually being at a camp, like in, 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 in the middle of October, and the Curry Cup final was going on between the Blue Bulls and the Free State Cheetahs. And I'm thinking to myself, crap, the Blue Bulls are going to win a fourth um, Curry Cup in a row, right? Mm-hmm. And then later in the day, we find out that the Cheetahs actually won. They caused the upset. Like, wow, great. So invested in the Curry Cup. I am not invested in the Curry Cup now. Because what has happened in, in, in the preceding years is that Super Rugby came around, right? And Super Rugby replaced the Curry Cup as, as the premier rugby competition for South African teams. And do you know what South African fans have done? We've adapted. We have no one is running around in the streets complaining that we want our curry cup back. Yeah. Right. Even in football, when there was a time where the FA Cup was the biggest cup competition in England, the FA Cup actually predates the 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 league itself. And even in the early days of the league, the most prestigious tournament to win was the FA Cup, and that changed over time to a point where you. Can you you can give me banter about the fact when I say that Arsenal have have been winning cups like just the FA Cup? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas if I had said this to you 150 years ago, that would have been something. Even in 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 light of the Champions League itself, the European Cup did not exist until 1955, mm-hmm. and then over time, and it then becoming the Champions League has become the premier club tournament, maybe even football tournament, even above the World Cup in the world. So. 
when I said that I was curious to see what was going to happen is because I was hearing the reaction of fans and I think to myself, do you know what you guys are going to do if this thing actually gets off the ground and it runs? You're going to adapt. You're going to be watching these games. This is going to be your new normal. This is going to be the league to which you are affiliated and you're going to be supporting your clubs and you're, you're going to be interested in it. But they've nipped it in the bud before it actually got to super rugby levels, you know, before it got to Champions League levels. And it seems now that with Chelsea, who have begun documentation to pull out Manchester City, who sound as if they are also pulling out the resignation of Ed Woodward, and if he's not representing Manchester United in, on, on, in, 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 in those meetings, then that means Manchester United are probably not at the table anymore. And we won't see it come to light, but the ripples will be felt because something has happened and you cannot just go on with, with, with business as usual as though nothing has transpired. This is going to have consequences um, and we will find out what those consequences actually look like. So <clears throat> what, what, what people keep saying is that um, the Super League is that monopoly where the, those 12 teams are guaranteed a place and they'll invite whoever they invite to come play and participate and whatever, right? And they keep then portraying UEFA as uh, uh, a more open organization where it's democratic and you elect uh, people in power and all, the, all those other, other positions. So my question is this, was it, was it not feasible or possible for the people who are part of UEFA, who are part of FIFA, to structure something new was it was it a thing or which well we know it they're not gonna budge let us break away because they have then become snakes because they figure out there is no way to do something different under fifa and it, it is exactly that monopoly that you presented in the beginning and so i i just wonder Oguti, maybe cutting them some slack maybe being devil's advocate but trying to see things from their perspective i know it's a money grab i really know it's a money grab but was there no other way where they could Oh, never mind, never mind that because they're looking for money. So there is no other way to get the team's money unless you guarantee them money, which is what the Super League does. So the question is, how do, how do you get uh, how do you more change, money into the game? Yeah, how do you change football? And, and, and I feel the reason that we're here is because that question has been asked and that is the wrong question to ask to a point. How do you get more money into the game? There's a lot of money in the game. Yeah, There was a time where football was an amateur sport, Chuck, and yeah. guys were playing it. I promise you that if somehow these wage bills for the players and other expenditures by the clubs, if they were to be brought down, I don't think there's going to be a mass exodus from the game by players saying that, well, if you don't wanna, if you, if you want me to play for 200,000 versus 600,000 a week, I'm not going to play. Who's going to walk away? Yeah. And, if, and even if they walk away, do you know how many people play football in the world? Do you know how many people will say, well, I'll play for, for that much. And if you are, say you are Neymar, for example, you're going to walk away from the game at 28. What are you going to do with your life? Yeah. This is what I you do. This is what yeah. you are gifted to do. This is the thing that you do best. So for me, if football is trying to answer the question of, 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 of finances, they need to take a deep hard look at themselves and say, how did we get here? Mm. You know, because if, 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 Chuck, if Barcelona are making are making a loss, a record loss this year, but their revenue is still at 800 million euros. Why is a company that is making 800 million user, euros in debt and running at a loss? Because yeah. Paris is Real Madrid as well. Like, why are you making 700, 800, close to a billion euros in revenue 
but you are in debt. Something is wrong with the way that you just keep continuing so running these clubs. Real Madrid, Barcelona, fine, Escom, you just get more money and there's... Yeah, there's, we just want more. They, there's still they, a PR. They, they whole, their whole answer to the, to, to, to the problem was throw more money into it. And they were willing, actually, to sell the soul of the game for that. Because who was bankrolling this league? JP Morgan. An American firm. JP Morgan, like... Yeah. As I'm saying, there's an American firm that is bankrolling the, the football, football, soccer. <laughs> Those two things do not align. And that exactly right there tells you that this is not something you probably should have gone into. As well, as I'm saying, the leading lights in this, because the Super League, need it needs, no two ways about it, it needs the English teams to actually anchor it for it to go ahead if the english teams are out it's it, it doesn't yeah, it doesn't work them, yeah. it's it, it it it's actually it will not exist and the english teams unfortunately they 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 belong to americans who brought in their jp morgan and perez who is always always in for a deal that involves more money was on board but i i i, I don't think that more money in this manner is the answer because Real Madrid they do not have they do not have a rich owner. Everything that Real Madrid have, everything that Real Madrid spend is is, is based on what they bring in. And if they can fi- they figured out how to bring in that much money in the past before, then just just rework your books and just run run well run organizations. So I wanna I wanna ask this question. Do you not think Oguti football got messed up when the rich people came into the game? Because now it's calling in sundowns, Oguti they've then taken the league never mind that league title they've taken the league because they signed the best players they've got all the best resources because of the, of, of the rich owner in manchester city out of the blue out of nowhere they were whipping boys they were second to none so alex ferguson was not even taking a, a, a hit at them when he was saying that there's only one club in manchester it was fact at that moment until the money came in um, PSG out of the blue PSG had traditionally were a good club but now they're on another level and now Newcastle almost got that, that billionaire owner they were going to sign the big players and compete again and is that where football broke because Jay, last week was West Ham wouldn't it be great if they made it or wouldn't it be great if they were able to punch the big boys and now a week later we're like well Super League it's like screw you all you know what I mean like yeah, thank it you doesn't for, matter yeah, thank you for all the hard work but like all the storylines about, about, about Moyes and what he's doing at West Ham and about whether Leicester can actually get over the hump this year again, literally all of it would have just gone out the window. Like it does not matter. And man, to, to, have, to have that kind of effort and to be told at the end of it, well, sorry guys, thanks for coming, but you get nothing for all your efforts. That's just wrong. I mean, when, when football got to a place where we, we need such and such million, and I'm talking about in the hundreds to compete against City, when Neville is talking about how United are going to catch up with Liverpool and City, he's counting three transfer windows. He's counting at least 200, 400 million. And you're like, is this now the only way to catch up? Yeah. What about coaching? What about unearthing talent? I mean, how is, how is Dortmund able to keep up, or not keep up, but compete rather against Bayern all, 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 these, all these seasons? They're not signing like Bayern is signing, but they're not telling. They're figuring out a plan. Yeah, how and, is Lille and, and, coming up to be number one in League One? You know what I mean? They, they're figuring out a plan. And it's like, all of you guys are lazy. You just want to throw money at the problem. And that's what you want to see, Chuck. You know what you bring up? You want... You know the reality of the fact that you have a Manchester City 
who are being bankrolled by a country, right? And then you're trying to figure out, like, well, there aren't many, many, many sovereign uh, states like that who are who are just going to come into the game, and it shouldn't happen. Which is why um, the guy, the the Qatar group, was actually uh, turned away from taking over Newcastle, right? The Saudis, sorry, the Qatar group run PSG. So if that is not something that is happening for your club, then you have to try figure out another way. You've got Manchester United who. They are a big club and they're able to compete for the signature of the best players with Manchester City based on the fact that they are Manchester United, mm-hmm. not because the Glazers are pumping money in into the team. Then you go over at Liverpool and they were now trying to figure out, like, how do we get back there? It's been 30 years, we haven't won anything, and now we are faced with these behemoths with deep pockets. What do we do? Mm-hmm. They found a way that, okay, we just sold Coutinho and they plowed that money back into the team. And looky here. They're European champions, the Premier League champions. What you bring up about, about 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 Dortmund, they do not have the financial muscle that Bayern Munich have, but Dortmund have figured out a, a, a creative way to get the best players. They scout young players. I was thinking to myself, how is Jude Bellingham at 17 at Dortmund? How did every English, like top English team miss out on him? Dortmund know how to go about those deals. Yeah. They they are experts at that and, and they do it. And they've got they've got Billingham now for the next three years, you know, and when they're gonna cash in on Sancho, right? Mm. They're gonna cash in on Haaland. They're gonna get easily like between two hundred and two hundred fifty million for those players, and they're going to put it back into the team and continue being competitive. And these are the stories you want to hear. Mm. You wanna you wanna see this 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 chess game that okay we are we, this is what we're doing and we can't quite do the same thing, but this is our response, you know. Now. If everyone is in the Super League, you don't get any of that. I'll tell you this. Mm-hmm. There was a part of me that was thinking Arsenal are back in <laughs> Europe without having to do anything. And then I came off of that high. We lose a draw. <laughs> it's like we're in there. It's like now forget games against, against Zagreb, against Villarreal. Forget the fact that we might play Manchester United in the final and have to win that to get into the Champions League. We were there, you know. But then I thought to myself, you know, I've, 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 I still am an Arsenal fan, Chuck. With yeah. with all my moaning that happened with, because um, as I said, like I was Wenger out from about two thousand and nine. With everything that I felt and and right up to when Wenger left and the shambles that has been since Wenger has been gone, I've been an Arsenal fan, mm. you know. And for me, it's actually intriguing. It's in its own way, it's become it's it, it, it's becomes a a matter of interest and a matter of pride to see. How can we come back from this? Can we come back from this? We're going to finish this season, maybe 10th, right? Mm-hmm. After finishing 8th last season. And I'm looking at Arsenal, it looks like we're going backwards. But having the conversation, like, are we going to sign? Are we going to keep Odegaard? Or are we going to go for go back in for our? What are we going to do with our centre-backs? Is Luis the answer? Are we getting Saliba back? Is them together, are they the future? Are they going to be one of the best pairs in, in the league? Is that what's going to transform Arsenal? Is Arteta the man for the job? Is he going to get Arsenal back there? Is Harry Kane going to stay at Tottenham Hotspur? Is he going to win something there? You know, you want to have these stories. As opposed to win the Super League, regardless of what happens. It doesn't matter because as, as I'm saying, like, there's no, as the word that's been going around, jeopardy. There's no jeopardy. That no if, if you lose, it's fine. You're going to get this money again and have another chance to go for the prize. Put it well when you said it's no longer sport if the, if the results are already guaranteed. Like if, if the effort and the, and, the, and the reward are not working hand in hand, it's no longer sport. 
uh, one other thing I want to add. Um, you want, we, we'd want to say props to PSG and Bayern Munich for rejecting the invite to the Super League. But I think with the German clubs, I think it's a bit harder to just join a Super League because with German culture and how yeah. the clubs are run, over to 51% of the club needs to be owned at least by the fans. And I don't know if that's necessarily the case with Leipzig, which is why it was one of the hate, hated teams coming up because they were bankrolled by Red Bull and they went all the way up from the, from Tier 3 to and into, into, into the Bundesliga via money. And they're like, well, this is not how we do it in Germany. It's not, it's not the culture of the clubs in Germany. And so I think as much as maybe they had decided against it, how many fans would have agreed? Because they still hold a significant voice in those clubs. And I think that's, that's one blueprint that you want to carry on. Maybe for the sake of football, I don't know if it makes business sense, but for the sake of football, maybe that's a blueprint that you want to copy out and emulate throughout the leagues in Europe, I'll tell you Spain, this, Africa, on, on, on that note, I, I want to see David Beckham and Gary Neville put together an ownership group and take over Manchester United. And whatever is the shortfall, maybe get the fans on board because that is not a Manchester United that is ever going to have the issues of the Glazers or who are ever going to be embroiled in anything like a Super League going forward. That would be great to see. Um, although the Glazers are not going to sell Manchester United. Uh, not, not especially when they're listed in America. Yep, and yeah, we've also taken some of their debt as well. So here we are. Um but yeah, Jay, there are other things that happened this week as well. I mean, besides Super League. Yeah, that's enough Super League talk and for yeah, now. Let's, let's, let's touch on them. And I want to be the first to say, Uguti, uh, the, the Chelsea versus Manchester City game, which is the EFL semi-final. I the actually, clash of Super League teams? <laughs> the, yeah, the clash of the Super League, the moneyed. I actually was able to say, I saw what Thomas Tuchel was doing with the team. All along for me, it's like, ah, he's riding off the work of Lampard. Not that he's got nothing to contribute, but they didn't play or show anything different um, in terms of how they were playing. One, I saw Overna play a very good game. He still needs goals in his game, in his game but he played a very good game. That, that outlets, that speed, that counter, he's, he's good with that. But here's another thing that I saw, and this is why possibly he's got the clean sheets that he had um, when he first came in. But I think now the... the, the, the the, the, the tactics are coming through better. Did you notice when As- Aspilicueta kept on coming forward and finally got a red card, those repeated fouls? Yeah. Every time City were breaking, they were sending someone to interrupt them before they got into a dangerous space. And I was like, oh, that's different. I can see a, an implementation of a tactic. We to find I didn't execute it properly because I got the yellow card, but I'm disrupting them. So every time they're going to get a, 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 into a dangerous space or into, into a particular pocket that we feel is dangerous, we're going to have someone in there to to interfere, someone in there to block, someone in there to, to actually try to take the ball. So, I mean, N'Golo Kante didn't have a stellar game. Georgino hasn't had a, had a stellar game as far as I've watched I- I- Chelsea, but they were still able to compete. What I loved again about them is that Chelsea, Chelsea keep the ball well against anyone, but they kept the ball well against City. City don't lose the ball for too long. I mean, when you play City, it's a matter of if we get the ball, we strike quickly because we don't know when else we're going to get it. But they frustrated the hell out of, out of City because City had to go chase the ball, which they're not used to doing. And I think City unraveled in the first half because I remember talking to a friend who you guys have done well. Now punish them in the second half because they're tired. They're doing what they're not used to doing. Morris has to track back. Um, Kevin De Bruyne, I think, got injured eventually. But they're not as influential because Abana Ball, City do not know how to play without the ball. There are teams who know how to play without the ball. City's not one of them. And I saw, okay, fine. Thomas Tuchel did something and I can give him plaudits. I can tip my hat off to him and say, I see it now. Now, now, yes, 
it, it took a big game. It took a, a very good performance. But I forget the fact. Forget the fact that he has steered them to the semi final of the Champions League. Forget the oh, fact that. Last I checked, they've only lost the one game, and the game that they did lose, they had they were down to ten men. Forget the fact, Chuck, that they do not concede. They literally are hard to score against, regardless of who they play. Sure, the goals have not been coming up top, uh, as I said. That they've got too many of the mechanical type of players in in, in their team, and they and they need the artists to come through and. I'd like to tell you that Pulisic is coming on. You, who has no regard for Pulisic. Me, who Pulisic is one of my five favorite players in the world right now, actually. And he's had a difficult season. And you watched him have a difficult season. And you concluded that mm, maybe maybe he's not quite what he has been packaged to be. As, listen, listen, listen to Chuck go on about Christian Pulisic, who at his best is going to be the second coming of Eden Hazard. If there's anything Only to now. appreciate about me is that I'm not gonna give a reaction lap on lap. It takes a while. I, I need to look at it. Chuck, analyze what it, were you watching when you watching when you were watching Chelsea? I I, I kept saw, on I saying Lampard's to you that this team manager. is hard to beat. Chelsea were hard to beat as well, Jay. Mashawi Arsenal, and that was like they were they a were surprise. thrashed. They were thrashed by Manchester City. I, I'll tell they you this. A, a man down in that game. I was I was I was I was I was keen to see Chelsea against Manchester City because. The reason I picked Chelsea against Atletico, um, for example, is because I, I couldn't see Atletico scoring against them, especially because Chelsea are going to have a majority of the ball position, which they do in every match. And to, to, to not my shock, but to my surprise, they actually continued the same thing against Manchester City. And I've got news for you. I've got news for you. This Chelsea team under Tuchel, you don't want to play these guys. You don't want to come across this team because I'm, at this I'm point, point, at this point, when they yet. when when they're almost twenty games into his reign, and they look like this, if this had had, had started with with the season, or if you consider what is going to happen when the season season picks up again next season, when I saw the signings that they made, right, mm-hmm. I was I was apprehensive about uh, the chances of everyone else in the league because they they had signed all these marquee players and these attacking players, right? And I thought to myself that they're just going to impose themselves in attack over all the teams, and maybe might they might be loose at the back, and you can still have them, and they're going to take time to gel and and figure out how to actually be a a, a team that not only scores goals or is exciting, mm-hmm. but can actually bring home the results, right? Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen. The Havertz has been, has had a difficult season. We know what has happened with, with Werner. Ziyech has been in and out of the team because of injury. Pulisic as well in and out of the team because of injury. Mason Mount turned out to be the best player this season, something that we did not see coming. And then Tuchel steps into the picture and he makes them a defensive juggernaut. And as I said, it's not because they've got the best defenders in the world. Tuchel actually came out and said as well, the way that they, 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 they practice defending is that everyone defends. You must have high energy. You must be committed. You must you must know what your role is, and everyone plays their role. So now, the the foundation and the basis of how they play is that they keep teams out and they keep the ball. And I'm thinking to myself, it is not too long before those very talented players figure out how to do much more than what they've doing thus far. And if they do that. <laughs> 
Yeah, what mean, are we all going to do? That's the question we posed at the beginning of the season, Jay, and we're looking like we do, we've done all right. Me as a United fan in particular, played uh, against Lampard's Chelsea, played against Tuchel's Chelsea, same result, not, not, no one really, really looked dangerous. But what I did say um, is that if they somehow find Haaland, someone's going to just smash the ball into the back of the net, then there will be a problem because they can keep the ball well. And as you're saying, it's a matter of, of time before these guys gel. And I don't think Uverna, Uziek, uh, or Havertz, Pulisic are going to play like this forever. It, it's, I don't know, it's inevitable at some point that they get at least to 50, 60% of, 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 of what they're capable of. And even that's scary because they're so talented because they'll be in one team. Um, but I'll, I'll have to see. I'll have to believe it when I see it because I thought the very same thing last season, Jay. Abenzanga football. So when it happens, I'll say, now they're a juggernaut. Now they now there's something to be afraid of. But what mind you? Wow, mm. you really are a tough uh, a tough crowd, hey? No, because Jay, the 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 the, the, the numbers are there, the, the stars aligned as they said. They signed everyone, Jay. It looked like they were going to be a team that's going to be all conquering. They just haven't gotten close. They look as if they've got the manager though. Um, on, on the last bit on on the Werner note, when I was watching Werner in that in that match, it dawned on me that perhaps Werner has been miscast as a striker, mm. and. That's because he scored a bunch of goals in Germany. Like and kind of he, he scored a bunch of goals because he gets into those positions. And the Bundesliga is easier than the the, the Premier League, you know. Mm. And if they get a Haaland or a, 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 a guy who scores a glut of goals and they pair him with Werner as the second striker, that is going to be a dangerous combination because one, he won't have the pressure of being the guy who needs to carry the team mm -hmm. by putting uh, the ball in the back of the net because he's not very good at that and he's not suddenly <laughs> going to develop into a... Uh, a he's good for short goals. You can't say he's not good at that. He's not very good at it. He's okay. not, not, not going to be one of the best it's five strikers life. in the world. You know, he's not going to score 50 goals, 40 goals and he'll struggle to score 30 goals in a season. It looks like at this point. But if he doesn't have to do that, and I, I was thinking about him in, 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 in terms of he would have been great at Liverpool. Be he would have been a machine at Liverpool because he would have Mo Salah who in a down year is about to score 30 goals, mm -hmm. right? And if he goes, he, if he's dropped into that Liverpool team in, 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 the, in the Firmino position where he's running right and he's running right with, 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 with money and they are just running at the defense and they're opening up these holes and they're getting behind the defensive lines and Mo Salah's there to clean up and like put the ball in the back of the net. No one would be saying anything about um, him not scoring. Like, in fact, you, while he has 12 assists, he probably has 20 assists if he's at Liverpool. If he's played then with a goal scorer, he has those kind of numbers and you start thinking about him as a second striker and you have no issues with what yeah. he's contributing to the team. I think you're right. Liverpool are in a perfect fit. Imagine the speed in that front line. I mean, Diogo Jota is something different, but it's not as quick as those guys. So if you replace the Firmino or Werner, counter-attacks are going to be goals like almost guaranteed all the time because the thing about Werner as you keep saying is that he always finds himself in the right place at the right time. Yeah. And if he doesn't have to always finish, but there's a Mo Salah or a Mane following up that run, it's a different game altogether because not mind you know Tammy Abraham, Uno Giroud, people who are not going to keep up with him. So that's why he's been paired now with Pulisic, which, who aren't strikers as well, but they're a bit Even that was a monster stroke from Tuchel. Putting Ziyech and, 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 and Werner together down the middle, up top, this is what I've been crying Didn't for the see whole that season. Oh, guys, use Ziyech because Did not see that he, coming. he seemed underutilized in a lot of games. So 
maybe yeah, that's another to hell thing that he's <laughs> come up with. So before we close off, Jay, Paul Pogba and done it again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Please again. put that man in front of a microphone more often. Please if, do it. Yeah, if he talks about Perez in Africa Super League, because apparently it was play against manager at United. Guess who won out? Paul Pogba. It was not play against manager this time, but he was like, uh, well, you know, the thing with Mourinho is. One day, all things are good, you're friends, and the next thing, you're not, you're not talking to him. And then Chuck like, Popo was said when he was asked the question that uh, <laughs> he, he doesn't know what was happening, doesn't know what is being spoken about. And then he goes to detail exactly <laughs> what happened. And I was thinking to myself, well, his, first, his initial response, right, is, there, is, is, is the media training. But then the way that Paul Pogba's brain works is that he has to say exactly what he's thinking. That went out the window very quickly and he laid into Mourinho. And I was sitting there, I was gobsmacked, thinking to myself, am I hearing, am I hearing him right? Is he really talking about Mourinho like this? Because he said, that's Mourinho for you. Yeah. He talking, he's talking about how Mourinho is throwing players under the bus, like that's Mourinho for you. I was, like, I was close to the coach and then I don't know what happened. Yeah. And then he speaks about Luke Shaw. How Luke Shaw is confident and he's playing up to his best under Oli because he's got a manager who believes in him. And where you, when you start to think, is he throwing shade at Mourinho? He tells you exactly that mm. this was not happening under Mourinho. And I love Paul Pogba. <laughs> Again, please continue putting a mic in front of Paul Pogba. And the manager that he was speaking about, Chuck, mm -hmm. a former Chelsea manager, now a former Spurs manager. Mourinho was fired. Gone. Pop up and done it again. What uh, do you make of the decision? <clears throat> uh, first and foremost, to wrap up the Pope stuff, Paul Pop has got a documentary coming out. Maybe this is why he's just firing from the Pope is, is a gift to the game of football so, in so many ways. We'll see everything. Mourinho, to be honest, and I know there is a special listener who is definitely against every word I'm going to say from here on out. There was nothing that he was adding to Spurs anymore. I mean, Spurs. Are, the, the Spurs that he found Yaga Pochettino is the Spurs that he left Yaga Pochettino, except that Kane was a better player, had a better season, Son had a better season. But Mourinho, Mourinho could not utilize that. Like, number one, the meltdown in Europa. Come on, Mourinho. Mr. Park, the bus. Like, did, did, did the bus have a flat tire? Were the windows broken? Like, how did you guys get smashed out of that comp competition the way you guys did? And then it's the late goals. And then it's him and now Mourinho, as Pogba said, been putting players under the bus. On Dombele, if it's not Dombele, it's Deli Ali. If it's not Deli Ali, he's always got something to say. So for me, good riddance. I mean, controversial because there's a final next week. But it's not. <laughs> it's just, he was not doing. I don't think Spurs have lost anything. That's that's my that's my big thing. I would say, It's as good as who's who's the guy in charge now? Mason. Mason Ryan. I, I feel bad. I, I feel bad for Mourinho just on, in in that regard. They have temporarily, let's say, because he's the caretaker manager, um, entrusted a twenty nine year old to lead them into a cup final. Spurs, Spurs, Spurs. This is not it's not Manchester City who are going for a quadruple that we're talking about. This is Spurs, who have one and only chance. not won any of the big three titles. In the last 30 years they've got only two um efl trophies in the last 30 years and nothing in the last 10 um if i'm if i'm not mistaken and they are the banter club in terms of the cabinet is empty and they're going into a cup final against pep Guardiola's manchester city without Mourinho, and they've given the keys to a 12 year old so in that 
on that regard, I feel bad for Mourinho. But they was they should never have hired Mourinho to begin with because Spurs are one of those teams, along with Arsenal and along with Manchester United, who have what they believe is a style of play. There's the Manchester United way, there's the Arsenal way, there's the Spurs way, right? Mm-hmm. And the only way that works is the one that wins. Um, but fans do who are accustomed to a certain style of play do want their team to play that football. And it was happening under under Pochettino, right? And Pochettino didn't have the results, uh, which was why he was fired in the end. But then don't bring bring in Mourinho because what direction are you trying to go into? I, I suppose you're thinking is that he's got a resume of, of winning wherever he's gone and he's going to bring it over here. But it was just it just didn't seem right. From the moment that they hired him, it just didn't feel right to me. And the whole way through, it was it was it it, it was it was a broken marriage, you know, uh, because there he was again throwing players under the bus. There he was again with his tactics, where they take a lead and they stop playing, and then when when and they give up leads, as we found out that they they are the worst team in terms of holding on to a lead, which is something that they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And when they give up the lead, they can't they can't start playing again, and. Sure, you might you might make the argument that Mourinho didn't have talent. I am going to go back to the fact that he had Son and Kane. And he had the Son and Kane of 2020-2021. And before you start thinking that is not enough, please take a look at PSG. Mbappe and Neymar are enough to maybe even possibly lead that team to being European champions. Because if, 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 you, look, if you look around at, at, at the rest of the team that they have, who do they have? Chuck Draxler. They've got Draxler, they've got Di Maria, Paredes, and 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 and, and Gaia. Like, who are these guys? And who can wear Everton foot? They were not cheap. They were exactly. I mean, they on, when PSG are bringing in Moise Keane from the bench. Moise Keane might turn out to be a great player, but at the moment, he's a guy who flopped at Everton mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so Mourinho with. Kane and Son in the context of the Premier League, there is no way they should be struggling as much as as, as they have been. And unfortunately to say, I never want to call for anyone to lose their job, but he deserved the boots. Wow. So on that bombshell... Um, Who's the specialist in failure now? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my boy, Arsene Wenger. Wow. Um, <clears throat> I was about to say, um, you wait for FIFA. You've been exposed. We know what you guys are planning. Even you guys, Super League people. And the reason why I'm saying you've been exposed, I think Patrick Bamford said it well. Shaka Hislop said it well. Ogutti. Why aren't you so loud when it comes to racism? Why aren't you banning players when it comes to racism? Why Why is it that you take it so lightly? That's a life issue, you know? But when someone touches your tournaments, that's how you react. You've been exposed. And secondly, <clears throat> the Pirates and the Chiefs of this world Bring back the Telcom Cup or the Charity Spectacular where there are actually four teams where people can vote. This Super League has gone on for too long where, Sunday, where Pirates and Chiefs are guaranteed. Let's get, let's get other teams playing again, please. Yeah, guys, um, that, 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 that will be all for now uh, on, on the matter of the Super League. I presume probably can even guarantee that there will be more coming out um, as we go. We're going to try get some more content out there and react to some of what is happening because there is a lot happening in the game right now uh, as noted that Chelsea and City are said to be pulling out of the Super League and Manchester United have lost their chief executive and 
there are a lot of a lot more dominoes that are going to fall in the in, in the next couple of days weeks i will i will be curiously and fervently looking in the direction of real madrid because i'm a real madrid fan and if perez is left as the a man on an island what are the real madrid fans going to do is he going to step down or is he just going to push on through some way somehow and with regards to UEFA and to FIFA. I don't want to hear from you guys. Uh, the fact that you're staging that Qatar World Cup in a land that is treating Man. its it, the workers like slaves, with it like where they cannot even their passports are confiscated, they can't go home, and they start off those jobs in arrears to their bosses, and they are withholding pay from them for three up to six months. And this is the this is the place where you are taking the the showpiece of the game too. So. Don't want to hear from you, but we do want to hear from the fans. And what do we want to hear from them this week, Chuck? Um, tell us from your perspective, if you support a Super League club, are you happy with the developments? What is, is, is there anything maybe perhaps that you might say that we've overlooked in terms of, is it even a good idea to do the Super League? What are your thoughts on Mourinho getting sacked? And <clears throat> lastly, how do we fix football? Is it just the money injection? How do we fix football? Yes, and please come through with the comments for Chuck about his coming to the light when it comes to Chelsea um, and still him really not being convinced. That's too. Guys, uh, thank you for joining us on this episode of Two Upfront and do join us again in the weeks uh, coming. You can find us on the socials at Two Upfront Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. You can find me at J underscore Mzulu and you can find Chuck at Chuck Two Up. Peace. We out. This is me with my Super League voice. <laughs>